Well, well, well. The first episode of Seasonal Explorations. Hello, Alia. Hello, Eva. So good to be here. Oh, so good to be here with you. <laughs> the stars have aligned. We both have Mercury on our North Node, for those who know what that means. For those who don't, it's an awesome day for what we're about to embark on. <laughs> so, um, Alia, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Such a good question, isn't it? We both have very diverse expertise. We are both coming from very different backgrounds and yet we share what we want to bring into this world. And truly, it's very simple. We want to help people find tools, ways, methods, knowledge, wisdom, anything and everything that will help them become more in touch with themselves and to be able to embark on their true path of purpose and fulfillment, dharma, as would yogis call it. And as I said, we have very different expertise and by bringing it together, I think we can provide something really, really powerful to help everyone who's listening to this podcast to get something useful out of it. So this is our intention. Bring you something useful, show you how it can align with the energies present within you, without you, within and without every single person in this universe. And share with you diverse views on how they operate and how they can be understood and implemented because we each understand them differently. So I think this is gonna be fabulous. Honestly, we are gonna take, um, you know, as you may have or may not have realized from the name seasonal aspirations, we are exploring the seasons. What are we exploring about the seasons? We're exploring seasonal essence. What is this energy underlying different seasons? This energy, archetypal energies that are within and without all of us. And to be able to explore that, we're going to take astrology, astrological zodiac, the wheel, as the structural foundation for it. We have here Eva, who is an astrologer, or me, who definitely isn't, but has just enough background that I can contribute meaningfully to it. So Eva, if you wanna tell a little bit more about what and how we're doing this based on astrology and about your background, that would be awesome. Oh, I'm bringing this term Fuck yeah, as the new aho <laughs> to everything you said. And I think, yeah, the, the essence of it is just bringing you the seasonal ass. And interestingly enough, we are starting with the Libra season and we are both born under the Libra sun. <laughs> so even though we come from different areas of knowledge, we actually yeah, share a lot of a similar energetic blueprint. And this just shows how the complex, this uh, energetic <laughs> practice of astrology is. And um, we're just looking for kind of the red thread of these seasonal archetypes because astrology at its essence, the way that I experience it is a storytelling. And so looking at the Libra librarian archetype everyone first 
things of oh, Libra is all about the balance and the harmony, which is going to be our main topic of today's conversation. <laughs> Explorations. Um, but then, you know, you the inevitable question here is what balance even is? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to someone on the other side of the world? It comes with so many different connotations. And what I always love to say about the this Libra energy is that Libra does not come into this life with the balanced, balance being its mastery. It is learning how to balance life and most often through extremes. I think and this is so being, fascinating. Yeah. Because I, I, I always had this, you know, like people would say this to me, like Libra being balanced. And then I look at my life and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, there was no balance, no sophistication, nothing like that. It was jumping between the extremes of life. And learning this about it, I was like, wow, like most people understand the idea of going after balance and the idea of Libra completely incorrectly. Yeah, another contrary belief, because it's being ruled by Venus, the planet of love, relationships, emotions. And so Libra is often associated with the context of relationships. It's about how we share our energy with others. Uh, which is something that we're going to talk about more in the next episode when we come to the Scorpio. <laughs> um, but it's like in the context of the other is where balance is seeked, right? Also the Libra being represented by the symbol of the scale, two sides of yeah, different qualities often. But what happens with this Libra energy being projected as an emotional type, having an air quality to it, where in astrology, we're gonna talk about all of the four elements, right? The air, water, earth, and fire. It is connected to the intellect, to the mental processing. And so Libra is actually quite a rational sign. And with this air, it just like blows in all direction. It can sometimes blow to the other extreme of, overthinking, overanalyzing, to the extent that it becomes bypassing emotional experiences and jumping right away into rationalization. I think this is really, it's a really important topic to talk about today because first of all, it's one of my favorite things to do and has always been is looking for connections where other people can't really find them and looking for connections between all of the diverse fields and one of the fields I work with personally is Ayurveda that also looks at the energetics of the world within and without through the, the elements and here when I think about Libra in, in this overanalyzing, overthinking, over rationalizing our lives I think today this is more relevant than ever because in Ayurveda, we understand that one of the three main energies that are present in the environment is the energy that is called Vata and it's composed of air. And air is 
the energy that is the energy behind thoughts and anything fast moving in the environment. And it's fascinating to see this in the, the connection between the two, because it's this air element that when in balance, it can bring curiosity, creativity, connection, all of these things we will associate also with a lot of the air signs in astrology, but when out of balance, what happens is that this overanalyzing, over-rationalizing qualities come in, even they can manifest as indecisiveness, anxiety, and nervous system issues. And today we are present in the world that according to Ayurveda is very high in this Vata energy. We are bombarded everywhere from every side from with more stimulation, more stimulation, more stimulations that engages our mind. We are taught in school that what matters most is that we are able to think and analyze and rationalize at the expense of feeling. And I think this is where we can really come into this issue that a Libra as an archetype oftentimes experiences and is this overfixation on the mental and lack of connection with the physical. Mm, fuck yes, new hole. <laughs> really pushing it, okay? <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. And you know, us both having Libra stellium, which in astrology means having three or more planets in one sign or one house. <laughs> I think we're both talking from experience. And what I also notice, um, what can often happen is with this over intellectualization, which, yeah, I mean, nowadays that's quite, I mean, it's funny how being intelligent has become a synonym for like, being able to mentally hold and process a lot of information, yeah. which, yeah, can be problematic. But with this over-intellectualization, what I also notice sometimes is how we become obsessed with chasing that balance then and how, you know, that need to constantly improve. This is something that we often see in like the self-development, personal growth, spiritual communities, where it's always the more, more, more. And I personally don't like, <laughs> I don't find a problem with the more, more, more. I also see it as, you know, just a natural state and flow of the feminine within us and kind of a guiding light, um, which we can <laughs> touch upon more uh, later. But it's also forgetting how to just be in balance while trying to, again, structure, mentally approach the concept of balance, where in reality, again, with the astrological chart, it's a wheel. And so we look for like the circular motion, the flow of all of the four elements and different modalities. Even with whenever we're gonna see in a chart, for example, you would have a strong Pisces or a strong, Taurus, we're going to look for the opposite sign to balance that excessive energy culmination, cultivation. And it's beautiful how Libra here comes in the scale. But again, not by calculating what is going to give you the balance formula, although sometimes supportive 
practices and exercises can definitely help by bringing awareness of your own unique creative inner flow. But again, I always like to say how the doing follows the being and how can we feel that balance within and not just trying to think our way <laughs> into it. Yeah, yeah. There are, to me, there are two things that are really coming up when you're saying this. In the first thing is that a lot of the time, I think we are conditioned with a certain idea of what balance means, right? It, we all have an idea that balance is the same for everyone. We see it in advertisements, you know, what does a balanced body weight look like and balanced lifestyle? And it's that, that is, I mean, that is idiotic, right? As an astrologer, someone studying Ayurveda, you will know like there are as many energetic blueprints as there are people out there and balance will be different for everyone. So, and, and the problem that arises here is that when we lose this touch with ourselves, lose this touch with the deepest part of who we are, with our values, our integrity, that we're gonna touch upon more later, we are starting to outsource our health, our well-being, our future, our career, instead of being in alignment with who we truly are, which is unique to us and no one else, no one else is in the same place. We start looking for the external validation for people telling us, yes, you need to do this and this and that to come into balance. These are the right things to be doing. And this is when the danger happens with this mental process because the knowledge of who you are doesn't come from the mind. It does not come from the mind. It never has, it never will. And in today's world where we emphasize just the mind, just the mind, just the mind, we are losing the connection with that part that can actually say, whoa, hold on, like this doesn't work for you. This is not bringing you closer to balance. You keep doing these things people are telling you you should be doing and you're getting more and more miserable, more and more erratic, less and less calm and at peace, which is kind of, if we really are talking about the ultimate balance, it goes beyond what it means to be a human, right? And yet we all have these human lives. So we need to cultivate balance within this crazy life, crazy world that is constantly throwing curveballs at us. And we need to know that this is coming from us, not from the outside influence of others telling us who we should be, what we should be feeling. Oh, this is a beautiful bridge to come to, you know, because Libra is about how we share our energy with others. It's moving from the I am of the opposite sign of the Aries to we are. And so a lot of, you know, Libra is the, that essence energy that connects us to the bigger picture, to other people. Uh, so that it shows us the sacred mirrors for us to reflect and become more aware. But then what can often happen if we can go into dissing the Libra <laughs> energies a little is projections, exactly what you said, you know, what even balance is to me and what is it to you. And from those projections, because Libra is still prone to striving for balance, wanting harmony, is then the 
pattern of people pleasing comes out and codependency of being so afraid to sometimes rock the boat and embodying the archetype of the peacemaker that sometimes the scale is going to tip over to the superficial piece because um, and not the genuine one even though i see libra you know with this rational sharp having a sharp intellect being able to really see millions of different perspectives which yes can become chaotic but also being hyper aware of other people's emotions yeah what is that piece that what is the real equilibrium here that we're looking for that it's not just superficial but coming to the genuine center yeah yeah i mean and this is this is so big because this i i think that and i find that personally that it can become one of the biggest conflicts in a life of someone who has a very strong Libra energy, because of course, the other thing that's associated with Libra is this need for justice, right? It's need for things being right. And I can attest to that. Like my mom tells me stories. My mom does not believe in astrology, like definitely not a single part of it. And even she will come she doesn't have to she doesn't have to and she's a Taurus so is it really surprising but you know she will come to me and be like you were such a Libra as a kid you know I would lose my shit when things were unfair in school even in kindergarten it was just like an instinct right so this can be a very strong aspect and then on the other part on the other side of the scale you position this need for harmony, this desire for people to get on well, this desire to sometimes avoid conflict. And so what is a Libra to do, right? Like, what do you pick? Do you pick justice, which is, I would say, oftentimes closer to integrity, or do you pick harmony? And I think this is why we talk about shadow sides, right, of these archetypes, because it's something that can be wonderful, also has a flip coin side that when it's not based on inner integrity, it can actually devolve into something quite toxic. When now you suddenly suppress your integrity and you say, you know what, I'm gonna forget about my needs. I'm gonna forget about what I truly believe in. And I'm just gonna play it safe. I am just gonna do whatever it takes to appease others, to cultivate a superficial layer of peace and harmony and I find it that the issue is that the longer you keep doing that, the more dangerous the game gets because the more you need to stray outside and further and further out from who you truly are to maintain that peace because you have already given up your boundaries by saying that in the first place. And this is where I think this stereotype of a Libra being super superficial and not like not deep people and you super shallow actually comes from it's really poor boundaries oh yeah yeah definitely that's a huge one and one danger or danger one thing that I also see here is when we are not honoring ourselves and our needs and it doesn't only mean the nose because for a long time I thought that 
boundaries are only when someone says a no and then in relationships with others I would be like oh if that's your no then I have to respect that but then it's also the other side of it um a strong yes a non-negotiable is also a boundary and if neither of these sides again <laughs> both sides are respected honored I can resentment can build up between people yeah and that's when we've gone a little too far so bringing awareness using this intellect combining it with a feeling uh, to yeah just observe what's happening in these connections is your heart being honored is your being being honored and not just looking for what is the most rational or logical thing to do yeah yeah which is mean one of the biggest lessons for me as a libra was if if anyone out here watching this or listening to this is doing yoga or anything like that what we do so often in yoga is the simple movement right you know bow your head to the heart and for the longest time you know it's like this it, it, there, there's of course so much in this one simple movement but for the longest time, I, I sort of saw it as just like, oh, you know, you're kind of like expressing sort of gratitude or whatever. And then someone explained it to me and was like, no, no, no. It literally means you're bowing your rational mind to your heart's intellect, if you will, to your heart's mind, to your heart's wisdom. And to me, what I really got to understand from there is that, and this is such a powerful lesson for Libras out there. And I honestly think for anyone, our mind is a phenomenal tool to come up with structure, right? Uh, and once you know your heart's desire, once you're aligned with your purpose, then you can put your mind to work. So it designs a system for you that is going to help you get where you want to be. But when there is this disconnect between the heart and the mind, and suddenly your mind is running the show. The mind is incredibly prone to the influence of anything and everything outside of you. And never before in the history has there been such a big competition for your attention, for your everything. Your attention really is the first thing, right? Like social media, advertisement, all of that. Holy cow, right? So today, if you're not sourcing the guidelines for your mind from your center, it's so much easier than ever to go completely out of balance in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, this is so important. Um, it's also about who and where do we give up our power away, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that is a tool or is it a person or is it another structure that we've been given? Uh, it's again, <laughs> finding balance outside of us, which is not going to bring us the inner balance that we actually seek. Yeah. And one exercise that I also love to do, um, and I sometimes do at my workshop, uh, workshops, it's, you know, integrating sometimes the higher understanding or bringing the clarity from below upwards which can sometimes feel like contradictory because we want to move this mental energy down uh, which is something that we're going to do with a little guided uh, meditation at the end of this episode so stay with us <laughs> but uh, what i love to do is 
dropping into the womb space and it can be an actual womb or it can be an energetic womb the birth of creation and connecting to the desire mm. yeah and it goes through the embodiment and then moving from there it's like it's a process it's not like bam 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 <laughs> moving from the desire that points towards the direction that you're that i feel like your soul is calling me towards those are the marks moving from there into the guts into the belly area connecting to the intuition which knows that deeper higher knowing of what is right for us that is the justice that is also represented in the tarot and just as in tarot is connected to the Libra energy. It has one one. It's the 11th card of the major arcana, again, bringing the balance. And from the intuition, from the God moving up into the heart space, which connects us to the feeling of what you feel you want to be doing, what you feel is right, kind of connecting this energy up into the heart to be transmuted. And then this energy flows up into the mind, which brings the understanding, bringing these pieces together, forming a whole picture of, okay, now I understand what the next steps are. And it's kind of like opening up this energetic field around you, opening up the, if I may go into the energetics, because that's where I flow, <laughs> it's opening up the central energetic channel for the quantum to open up and you us being able to receive this energy that we're calling in and this is another key point for libra in the libra season libra archetype is being ruled by venus about giving and receiving how we feel loved how we express love and that goes towards others and also ourselves of course yeah yeah to me one of the big this, this is like all of this that you just said is i mean it's so beautiful right because at the end of the day balance just comes down to the energy in the body right and it's like you look to the central like the central channels and it's just so beautiful how there is parallels between every single ancient system you look at it's all like there's a central channel that goes from the root to the top of the head that one should function properly <laughs> literally but it's ah oh, it's it's so also to me what this really brings up in the context of this giving and receiving is something that for some people is a very challenging thing to understand and internalize how important it is for us to take care of ourselves before we can really share. Yeah. And this is really taking care of our own energy, checking in with us. Do we have the energy to engage with the world around us? Mm -hmm. Because I find it especially in, I, I see the strong pattern in my family and like the, the maternal lineage. There is so much of this belief system that you should keep on giving and giving and giving and giving while any sort of self-care 
and you know, I'm I'm putting a very broad term on self-care, right? We're not gonna go any into any super you don't need to get like pedicure every week for that. We're gonna count. get that when we get to the tourist season. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tune in in six months if you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this this belief that self-care is luxury, that resting is luxurious, right? It's this idea that even when you're sick, even when you're tired, you should go to work. You should, you know, keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, right? It's almost worshiping this resistance, right? Because then you derive from this a lot of the time also this element of martyrhood, right? Like, oh, poor me, like victimhood. I'm doing so much for the world and I'm getting nothing back. And the reality is it's you who's making that decision, right? This is another boundary. And I like to imagine a human sometimes a little bit just like as a, as a cup, right? Holding energy and structuring energy. And, you know, the content of the cup will depend, you know, you can have wine in it or water or juice or whatever, but we are containers for the energy and this energy structured in certain ways and, we can't, and we're also giving out energy. When we're communicating with other, when you're listening, it's energy. When you're talking, it's energy, it's energetic exchange. So how can you participate in a meaningful and healthy energetic exchange when you're depleted, when you're empty, when you feel like you don't have enough? What is going to be the resonance coming from a place of, scarcity, lack, and just depletion when you enter an interaction with another. Yeah. And this is where then resentment comes in. Yes. Because your yes. boundaries are being crossed. Yes. So I have a question for you. Um, how would you say that we can catch the to be more aware of where, when the boundaries are being crossed before it tips over into frustration and resentment. How do you, um, how do you feel into that? I personally look a lot at my emotional states. This is one thing. Um, and I do believe this is different for different people, that there are different people who will have different guideposts for that. For me, the crucial part is to stay in alignment with who I am, getting very clear on what it is that I truly want. And this is an energetic sensation. This is a sensation that arises from the womb space, from the gut, in the heart. And when there is an alignment between those and my mind, I know the things are going into the right direction. For me, it's also the feeling of satisfaction is a huge guidepost. Am I satisfied with how my day went? And it is when I start noticing huge bouts of frustration that I know I'm off course. Those are big parts. And it's really, for me, it's frustration as the main guideline there, knowing that there is something going on that is not okay. 
However, then what I need to look at for myself personally is who is causing the frustration? Because a lot of the time, I think we put it on the person on the other side. If you are in a, let's say, a relationship or maybe it's your work or something, oh, it's your boss, oh, it's your partner. Whereas for me personally, a lot of the time it comes from the desire and need to control, which we're going to talk all about in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's becoming, <sighs> I find it that as long as I stay in touch with myself, and this is through meditation, through practices, silence, spending time alone, I will be able to distinguish. And when I don't honor those things, when I don't honor the connection to myself, I become worse and worse at distinguishing. I become worse and worse at distinguishing what is really happening. Am I happy? Am I unhappy? Is this good or is this just kind of okay? Is this relationship still resonating with who I'm becoming? Or is that the leftover of my past patterns? It all starts with getting in touch with myself, truly. How do you find that? Oh, I love what you said. And while you were speaking, an image of a breath was coming through because you know libra being an air sign with a cardinal quality cardinal quality with modality it's about initiation new beginnings and, and what was coming through was just like how each breath is that initiation into the present moment and i think it always always comes back to <laughs> comes back to coming back to yourself coming back to your heart, coming back to the breath. What are your anchors? And those can be, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the most effective spiritual practice or the most profound spiritual practice are usually the simplest ones like breath. Um, but this is something that I like to explore further also through charts, because one thing that I strongly feel brings us even makes us aware of what is even our integrity those are you know those are words that we hear a lot like balance or like embodiment it's like but what what do you guys mean <laughs> there are all these yeah. like power words right they're like kind of like bait to get people like trauma and embodiment and all of this is like let's break this down what does this mean <laughs> you to you because it's gonna bring different experiences different color palettes um so yeah this is what astrology shows us with this you know you've really unique energetic blueprints and then millions of other, of possible interpretations of those it's yeah. truly amazing but even you know you mentioned this before one of the traits that is just offering itself in the context of talking about Libra archetype is the indecisiveness. Libras are indecisive and God knows I know this energy very well. Yeah, you can relate. Oh boy, oh boy, can I relate. But you know, it's like, yes, one here, it's not that we are not able to decide or that people, because everyone, everyone has, this quality that Libra represents because we are, you know, the energy that we hold is represented by the chart. 
we are not one sign let's put it out there nope we are everything we're basically the higher consciousness experiencing ourselves in this lovely little human form um but yes so having the gift of being able to see things from so many different perspectives you know it just lays out the variety and the honoring of this variety but then i think it comes down to the question of well, what are your values and your priorities? And becoming clear on that is what I think can be again one of the anchors of bringing you into your integrity. Yes, I so agree with you. This I such find a agreeable. <laughs> no, it is I'm so kidding. wonderful because it is actually so simple. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But it's so simple. And I find it always, whenever I am in a difficult place, this is, this is the grounding. It's like, what are the values? What are the priorities? And be getting clear on those, if you have a strong system of values and priorities that can act as your guidepost in every single decision you're making, and when it comes down to indecisiveness in Libras, I find that a lot of the time, this is where the conflict arises, that you haven't committed to certain values, to certain, rather, you may not have found the right system yet. Because I think when you truly find the right system of values that is coming from you personally, not your family, not the educational system, but it's your system of values, then it's very easy to commit. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes, no, absolutely. Yes, no, absolutely. This is such a Libra phrase, isn't it? All the time. No, for sure. But would you say that values are also flexible? Would you say they change, they can change over time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we are, you know, my, my personal project that I have, my, my business, right? You know the name, it's called Responsible Evolution Project. And it's coming from this idea of evolution. I believe from the moment that of beginning of creation right and you can call it big bang you can call it shakti you know go with whatever rock like floats your boat it kick-started the evolution in the universe that we live in right and it's this is an ever like ever like ongoing process that never stops and you know as above so below as in heaven so on earth it happens outside of us and it happens inside and we are evolving every moment. We are changing every moment. And with that, our priorities and our evolutions will shift throughout lives, you know, depending. I think one of the easiest ways to observe how values and priorities change is for a woman becoming a mother. Before the focus was on herself, that may have been a priority and very, you know, a very good thing to have to be focused on your own well-being. But once you have given birth to a little human, those priorities and values will need to change dramatically. And 
this is a part of our evolution. And I believe actually that there is a very big parallel between, you know, giving birth to a human being, but using the same creative power that's behind creating life or also bringing new things, new projects into your life. There will always be transformation happening. And with that transformation, you will align. Your values may shift. And I think this is, uh, again, this is why values need to come from your core, from your personal center, because then you will know when you have to align them. And if you don't align them, I mean, God, then, then you get like, I think it's, okay, I really don't want to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about politics, but just one example. You see people who decide, are they always going to vote one party or the other? And regardless of the policies actually happening, the changes happening in the environment, they stick with their one decision. Is this really, really coming from the center? Right? Is this real integrity, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think with that, we it's again, right, it's a constant balance between respecting our values and having the flexibility to adjust when necessary. And it, to me, the guidepost always comes from within always comes from your personal experience of life. What do you wish to be experiencing? How do you wish to be evolving? And a lot of this is your creative potential itself. You as a creator also making the choice of where you want to be going. This is how I understand it. And I believe there are many different ways of experiencing that. Oh, duh. Um, But I really love that because what balance, a big piece of what balance means to me is also alignment with our full authentic expression of the whole spectrum of our being and the alignment with our soul's purpose or you see i see i see it two, in two ways one for me is our soul purpose which is quite universal in a sense that at the core is just to be an experience that's yeah. how i feel my truth and on the other hand i see the life mission which is a more tangible more mm, manifesting evolutionary evolving path and yeah what is has been a miraculous guide for me on this path with along being aware of the values and priorities that i hold in this particular moment has also been pleasure following the pleasure so that this evolution right doesn't have to be and this is where the intellect tries to figure it out and like break through but actually especially for beings that identify with more of the feminine quality Mm -hmm. uh, which goes beyond gender more on that some other time but how can we create that with more ease and flow pleasure bringing us back and it moves from because there are many levels of pleasure right it's not only the mental pleasure but it's the pleasure of being playful the soulful pleasure the pleasure of the body the senses Um, it's again coming down into the body embodiment Mm -hmm. and integration of that yes absolutely And in that, if I may just add, is that sometimes (laughs) where you're going to be guided to is going to be paradoxical. And this 
in itself, I feel like is the embodiment of balance. Just that awareness and allowance that sometimes the balance is going to be radically different than what you would imagine. It can go so many different opposite ways. Uh, how can we allow that to be? Yes, and there is a beautiful thing that's coming to me in this moment is that, you know, if you were constantly in balance, life would be pretty freaking boring, <laughs> right? It's pretty, yeah, because it's through exploration of these extremes that we get to experience life in all of its shades and colors. And when you look at how the universe actually functions, how the energy functions, energy isn't balanced. Balance implies that something is static. You know, the moment of reaching balance is when the scales stop. But this is not how the universe operates. In all of the biggest teachings, there is a beautiful teaching in yogic philosophy, in Ayurvedic philosophy of Spanda, Spanda being the pulsation, is actually where spandex comes from, right? It's, this is the original Sanskrit word. And Spanda is the pulsation of the universe. And is this pulsation, expansion, contraction. And you could say that balance would be in the middle of them, but that's not how it works. Spanda always works in pulsation. It always works as contracting to expanding. And I find this, this is so fascinating. I'm going to give a tangible example of what it means because if you're like me, you like tangible examples, although I love energy too, that I teach a habit course and we go through, you know, it's like basically 10 habits based on Ayurveda and yoga where you learn to figure out through these habits what really works for your body so that you get like strong resilience, immune system and everything to then be able to bam, like propel into what you want to do with your life. But what happens with these habits is, and it's phenomenal, you start doing them and there is instant progress, right? It's like expansion. People are like, whoa, I'm sleeping better. My digestion's better. I have more energy. And they're rocking the habits. You know, they're like, I'm doing things perfectly. I'm going to bed at the time where I want to go. Like I'm eating the foods that I like. I'm not overeating anymore. I'm exercising every day. And they're on this expansion front. And then inevitably contraction follows. And contraction tends to follow in a way that you totally stop, start screwing things up, right? Like suddenly everything's up. You don't go to bed at a time that you know is good for you. You don't get up early when you should be getting up. You start eating junk food. You're, you know, you end up in front of TV at 10 p.m. like eating chocolate and popcorn, right? And when you understand, like to me, this understanding of Spanda was so crucial because what happened to me in that moment when they started inevitable happening I went into the perfectionist mode, right? Which I think like Libras a lot of time have a problem with it, right? It's like, oh no, I'm doing things wrong. But when you understand Spanda, you understand that this is a natural pulse of the evolution. And it is from this contraction in wherever you may be that a greater expansion can then occur. And what in this specific example is the notice is that yes, you get into this pull and then because you have expanded further before, you have greater awareness and you're pulled quicker and further into the next level of your evolution. And then another contraction will follow. And in every contraction, 
we learn more about who we are. We learn more about ourselves, about what is holding us back. How do we respond to life? How do we respond to when things are not going the way we want them to? And then from this new knowledge we gained about ourselves, we're able to shoot further, propel into totally new dimensions that we never experienced before. And to me, this is the beauty of the Libran archetype. This is the beauty of learning from the extremes. Extremes are good. Don't push <laughs> them too far. But extremes are a necessary, basic, foundational principle on which the energy and universe operates. Our universe started with expansion and it will contract back. And then probably another expansion will follow if you look at how the energy operates within this time-space universe. Wow, this is so beautiful. I'm, it's really landing in my body. How it's all just a beautiful dance. And, you know, for me, it brings up the image of a spiral, right? Yes. I mean, sometimes we're gonna feel like we are running circles, but we're actually either going deeper and further. And that's, yeah, that's the, that's the path. Sometimes we gotta, <laughs> coming to the same point to just experience how far we've actually come and how far we've grown and sometimes we need to meet those patterns on a deeper on a different level but with a new awareness and that's how reprogramming even happens right um yeah and this alignment coming back into alignment being this oof, this uh, <laughs> active process yeah of life really yeah i love that, that. oh i have a feeling we could continue talking and talking <laughs> but we want to balance it out um i mean we're gonna also go deeper into all of these layers that we kind of brought here now um because we would i guess don't have to be super secretive <laughs> we are actually being called for more common explorations we have our north nodes in libra so collaboration is something that is helping us come into a greater alignment and so in the middle of october we're gonna be hosting a beautiful workshop that's basically gonna cover a lot of a lot of different sides because yeah the full spectrum whether we talk about different elements, right? Mm. Or we talk about levels, mm. but all coming together to the center, to the heart, following and living out our dharma, our life purpose, our soul's calling. And for that, we sometimes need to <laughs> pave the wave, um, look into certain corners of ourselves that we haven't hmm, looked in certain way before. So it's going to be a beautiful journey and we're going to definitely talk more on that, especially on Instagram where we're both mainly active. So please connect with us there. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going to, yeah. we're going to put all the contact information in the show notes and in the comments below so you can connect with us. And yeah, I mean, this workshop we're prepping for you guys, like that's just going to be personal growth on steroids. Like, <laughs> oh, you're going to get so much stuff into that. Yeah. So um, to close this beautiful episode, 
Um, I would first also like to invite anyone who feels called to share something with us that touched them or sparked something in them, or perhaps even very practical examples. Uh, we're super eager. I mean, we are Libras after all, so we love connecting. Uh, please feel free to find us, con contact us, connect um, in this cosmic ass thing we're creating here. Um, and to bring everything down, right? As we go up, like you said, contraction, extension, explosion. Um, I believe you have prepared a little grounding meditation. Yes, absolutely. So I invite everyone here to get comfortable if you can and are not driving <laughs> absolutely if you're driving if you are not in the space to be able to sit still or stand still for the next couple of minutes come back to this meditation when you have a chance for all of those who are able to do that i invite you to get comfortable preferably if you have that option if you can sit down on the ground outside that's the best case scenario. But if you can't, then I invite you to just sit comfortably in a chair with your feet on the ground. What we're going to do is that we are gonna first bring the energy down from our heads where a lot of us have a lot of energy stuck these days because of constant thinking constant focus, our attention being pulled into so many different directions all the time. And if you could visualize the energy in most of the humans these days, you would see that most of our energy is stuck between our heart center and our head. So our crown chakra, the top of our head, which would be very interesting if you would be able to visualize the energy in people working more with the earth and you would notice a very different pattern. Their energy would be focused more in the belly area, in the womb area for women. So in the first part of the practice, we're gonna bring the energy down. We're gonna ground. And then we're gonna invite new grounding energy into ourselves, into the newly open space that we will create. So invite you first to get comfortable and just take two rounds of deep inhalation followed by a deep exhale through your nose. And I invite you that you lengthen your exhale so that your exhale is longer than your inhale. This immediately starts sending energy down. And then I invite you to bring your focus to your brain, to your head, 
your forehead and sense what you sense. Sense the energy present in your head. Can you feel it more at the front, at the forehead area, perhaps more at the back? Maybe you can feel a lot of energy accumulated behind your eyes. This is very common today with so much work on the screens and the computers. Just sense, no judgment, no right or wrong, just sensation. And when you have sensed it, when you have felt it, now drop the energy into your heart space. And this may involve a visualization, which can be different for different people. Some people may prefer imagining a lead ball just dropping from the head into the heart space. Some people may prefer visualizing a river, a waterfall flowing down. Some people may prefer visualizing honey just trickling down from your head to your heart space. Whatever works for you, it's totally fine. Sense the energy moving from the head into your heart space. And once you can sense the energy now being present in your heart space, and this can, this can manifest as vibration, as tingling, can manifest as warmth. There are different ways in which you may sense this energy. But when you sense that the energy is present in your heart space, now I invite you to drop it further. Drop it into your belly. And if you feel that there is energy still present in your head, you can do the whole sequence. You can go head, heart, belly. And if you feel that most of your energy is already in the heart space, there's not that much left in your head, you can just do the heart space, belly. Whichever one feels like the right one for you in this moment. And if the mind wanders, bring it back. Bring it back into the body. Bring it back from the realm of thoughts into the realm of sensation.
And now, when you feel a sensation in your belly, I invite you to drop the energy now even further. So you can now drop the energy from your belly into your pelvic area, into your root, and then feel it traveling down your legs to your feet and into the ground. So you're creating a channel through which any excess energy present in your body, any energy that no longer serves you, can be transferred, transmitted, and transmuted inside the earth, inside Mother Earth. So feel the energy flow. Feel it going from your head to heart, belly, pelvis, into your legs, and down into the earth, through your feet. Head, heart, belly, pelvis, legs, feet, out and into the earth. And you may experience some interesting sensations. There may be tingling. Sometimes your body may even move. And that's just your nervous system releasing anything that's no longer serving. Just let it happen. Let your body do what your body knows it needs to do. And now from this space of grounded awareness, I now invite you to open yourself up to receive, to now receive the grounding energy of our mother earth to flow back into you, to now flow through your feet into your body And to bring with it this beautiful, magical vibration of grounding, safety, belonging, trust, and love. Let it enter into your body. Let it flush through you. Fill you up completely. and invited to bring balance everywhere where it's needed, in your body, 
in your mind, in your emotions, in your life. Feel free to stay here as long as it feels right for you. But if you do feel ready to come out, then I invite you to take another round of deep breath with us. And then I welcome you back into this space with us. Thank you for being. Thank you for feeling. We honor you. And we're looking forward to connecting with you again. Thank you, guys. Much love. Fuck yeah, a hoe. A hoe.